Blog Talk Radio. Chatting with Nat is a podcast for independent women seeking to speak their truth and to break down barriers. We host honest conversations that help to guide and empower women. Speak your truth and set yourself free. Let your voice be heard. Hi, it's Natalie Natalija chatting with Nat. Yes, it's Nat. Today we have award-winning singer-songwriter, I'm going to say this right, Aliza Hava, because I asked her and I wanted to do her right. Aliza Hava is an award-winning artist, songwriter who sings with truth to power, evoking medicine for the soul. Her dynamic voice and driving rhythms, paired with a lifelong commitment to social change and spiritual growth, create a unique signature aesthetic. Her latest length album, Natural State, features 10 songs that fuse folk, rock, pop, and R&B into thought-provoking, emotionally resonant themes, exploring love, loss, personal transformation, and standing in one's own true power. Oh, my God, I think I'm in love with her. I swear, I must be in love with her because she just speaks her truth. And you know how much I love people that speak their truth. Let's give a round of applause to Aliza Hava. (laughs) Don't you love that button? (laughs) Hi, Aliza, how are you? I'm doing great. How are you doing, Natalie? Oh, you know, I'm living through a pandemic like we all are. I'm trying to do my thing like you are. And don't you love that applause button? Doesn't it make you feel good? (laughs) Yeah, I think I need one of those in my house for every time I I need a little affirmation. (laughs) No, I love the fact. Yeah, you know what? Maybe I need to do that myself. Because sometimes you need it. You're like, you know, you know you're doing a good thing. You know you're striving. You know you're successful. You need that applause. You just hit the applause button, and there you go. Classic. 100%. So what have you been doing during this pandemic? Well, that's a pretty broad question, but I'll try to answer. Um definitely been um doing a lot of a lot of personal growth um introspection and um music making i started live streaming early on and um i've taken a break these last few months but i was doing a weekly happy hour for for a while and um yeah, I've been playing a lot more piano, which is nice, you know, being home gave me the opportunity to get back into um playing my first instrument, which was which was uh really you know, a wonderful, you know, side note to this whole lockdown situation. Um so yeah, just uh processing a lot of this collective experience we've been having. Very intense. Very intense for sure. Oh my gosh. No, I know. It's just been crazy. I just can't wait till we get out there and are able to perform. Um, have you done any live streaming? 
Yeah, yeah. I, I, I just mentioned I, I did like several months of um, live streaming every week, uh, doing a weekly happy hour. Um, I did that for about four months until um, last summer we had a major fire here in California and um, I was evacuated from my home with my husband and so that threw a wrench in the whole live streaming and then um, while we were evacuated um, my father passed away suddenly so there was just a lot of chaos and uh, I needed to take a break from from the live streaming for a while but you know, life goes on, and uh, I'm right there with you. You know, hoping that, hoping that things will get back to normal. Although I, I doubt things will ever be entirely the same after this right. 2020 um, reality. Well, you know. Sorry for your loss. I mean, that's that. that you've, you've been through a lot. You've been through quite a lot, a lot, a lot. Um, um, but through through yeah, those, it was a heavy year. But thank oof. you. Um, through those tragedies, my God, you must be writing like crazy. Well, you know, I definitely have a lot of um, creativity that I'm exploring. Um, I I am writing absolutely, um, but I'm also I'm also you know, just taking more time to just be quiet, um, mm-hmm. which is something that I think the society doesn't really encourage very much is like not doing, you know, this idea of just being, um, slowing down and um, just allowing, you know, for the process of of healing and grieving to happen. I mean, it, it's a very powerful thing to lose a parent, and uh, you know, it doesn't. It doesn't just. Uh, you know, you don't just be like, okay, well, you know, that happened, and let me move on. Right. So obviously, like, there's just a lot um, that's been coming up for me these last few months. But um, yeah, you know, just being real here. You know, I think every person um, deals with difficulty in their own way and you know right. for me it's just about finding a balance you know I, uh, I mean I love your bio here where it says things to tr- truth to power evoking medicine for the soul and that says a lot about who you are as an artist that you're not just out there you know trying to you know trying to be famous and all that stuff you really want to be an effective player in life and you want uh, people to resonate with your music and you want it to be impactful and you want them to have a ha- aha moment and as I grow older and um, more dedicated to this craft you know I really listen to people's lyrics a lot uh, more than actually the melody, because I always like to see where did that person get that? Oh, they used that word. Oh my God, this is this is really amazing. So I want to thank you for being that type of artist uh, that creates from the soul, because you want to bring that soul out to other people, and you want to you basically want to heal the world. So thank you, thank you for that. Uh, I appreciate you seeing that. You know, not everybody does. You know, um, not everybody values that 
and uh, I appreciate that you do. So thank you. Yeah, that means no, a lot. It's, it's amazing. So what's one thing you wish you had known when you began your career? Wow. I wish I knew how naive I was. <laughs> I thought I knew everything when I was 19, 20. I thought I had it all figured out. Let me tell you something. Mm. I didn't know shit. I wish I had known who, how to, how to listen to my gut mm-hmm. um, more accurately and to be more discerning about the choices that I made and the people that I worked with, for sure. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. I can, the, you're preaching to the choir here. I, I agree with you. I agree with you 100%. If I look back, I, I think that, yeah, yeah, no. You're, you're, you're right on, right on. What would you say, um, I, don't like, I don't like the word failure, but that's the word here. What is your biggest, thing that you didn't accomplish or tried to accomplish and something didn't pan out. What did you learn from that experience? Well, that's a, that's also a pretty, pretty big question. Um, So when I was fresh out of college, I was invited to work with, um, different organizations that were affiliated with the United Nations. Okay. Um, I had been producing concerts to promote peace and uh, raise awareness for different causes and raise charity. And I had um, been invited to be a producer for this international event um, to promote the International Day of Peace, which is September 21st of every year. And that led me on this journey to fulfill this massive vision that I and, and others had shared, which was to produce a global peace concert okay. celebrating the International Day of Peace that would be live streamed, um, similar to like Live Aid, you know, but more effective in the sense that instead of the charity going to an organization that um, funneled the money into a <laughs> questionable, uh, questionable uh, places, um, to do something that was more of, of activating a global movement for anti-nuclear um, proliferation, uh, nucle- and specifically for nuclear disarmament, as called on by the Nobel Peace Summit, um, which I had the the pleasure of attending in 2010 in Hiroshima. And I worked on this for seven years. I I put my heart and soul, blood, sweat, and tears. Um, I was a volunteer, so I had to, you know, raise money to support myself. And um, I got very close. In 2012, I helped coordinate almost 40 organizations and producers um, to do this live broadcast all over the world on six continents. Mm -hmm. And it was a massive undertaking. Um, It was all through relationships that I built over those years. And I was so close to actually doing it. (laughs) I did it. 
you know, not just me, but like everybody involved, but it happened on such a small scale compared to what I visualized, which was literally like, you know, live aid, you know, with the biggest stars on earth coming together for this very important cause. And, um, even though I was able to, you know, make it happen on a small scale. And when I mean small scale, I mean like there were events all over the world, mm-hmm. um, but they were very homegrown, very organic, very, you know, they were under budgeted and, you know, half, half-assed in terms of the live streaming, you know, like people don't, didn't know how to live stream in 2012, you know what I'm saying? Like right. that was like uh, ancient live streaming technology <laughs> yeah. back then. But I had a vision. I had a vision that, you know, there would be this map and people could click on the map and you would see right. what was happening in different parts of the world. Anyway, even though it happened on that small scale, there were so many things that, you know, happened to me in the final few months of, mm. of leading up to the date that I just felt like I was getting hit from every single angle by like, I would say straight up, like just dark forces that saw wow. that like I was trying to do something powerful and had an intention to like bring something really beautiful and special and mag- magical. Right. I would say magical in the sense of like something that could heal people on a deep level and bring people together. Um, and it just felt like, all this stuff is just hitting me from every angle right. to try and, and make sure that that didn't happen. So what I learned is like when your intent, you could have the purest intentions in the world and you could put your heart and soul into it. But um, there are people that don't mm. want these things to happen or right. they want to seek to um, control it themselves or potentially even get, you know, credit for your work. And, mm-hmm. you know, I, uh, I, I suffered a lot um, in those days because even though I just wanted to crawl up into a hole right. and like, just, you know, I just wanted to like curl up and like put the covers over my head and like not come out. I got the flu, you know, I, my, my, I, I, I was robbed, you know, like all these things happened to me in a small, in a short period of time leading up to those days. And, I just had to get up and do it, you know, even though um, it was really hard. So, yeah, I guess what I learned is like, you know, you got to break through all those boundaries and just hope that even on a small scale, like it made a difference, you know. Yeah, that's right. And I love the fact that you were able to rise up and do your thing. I mean, it's really sad (laughs) that people take advantage or don't do what they say or just, you know, people just want you to fail. I mean, I think it takes too much energy for, to have that kind of energy. It takes too much work. Why not be positive? Why not embrace people? Why not say, we're not in competition. I can help you with this. Why not be helpful? Because you'll feel better than having that negativity in your soul. So no, I'm with you. I'm learning a lot. I've learned a lot. Um, in the past six years about people, uh, some friends that ha- have had to go. Um, I've learned that, you know, I'm still going to be the same person, very giving, loving, whatever. 
But um, I'm not going to stand for people walking all over me either. That's not happening anymore. Um, I, I understand you. I've been where you are. I've been where you were. I've been where you are. Um, so tell me about your latest full-length album, Natural State. You know, why did you decide to do this album? And how did you decide what songs were going to be on it? Well, um, this album was inside of me for a really long time. Um, when I was doing that work, producing concerts, I was also writing and performing, um, but I hadn't really taken the time to, to, um, make a record. I mean, it, it's been years since I'd actually gotten to the studio to do something consistent. And so, um, when I moved to California, I, I got married and I moved to California in 2013 and I started working on I started working on my stuff my music you know focused and started pulling out all the songs that I'd written over the years and choosing which ones I thought could work for an album and I got, I had about 20 30 songs and then I I ran a, a social media campaign asking people to vote on which songs they liked the best Um, Yeah, and then narrowed it down to 10 and uh, went into the studio in Santa Cruz and then had a producer in Connecticut named Ron Zabrocki, who's also a phenomenal multi-instrumentalist. So uh, Ron laid down a lot of the tracks on that record. And then um, I brought in some friends to play different parts uh, on guitar and on harp, uh, Celtic Mm -hmm. harp. And um, did most of the vocals in Santa Cruz and then even went to Connecticut to lay down a few vocal tracks. Um, And, you know, tweaked it until it felt right. And then I was really excited to put it out. I had a whole tour lined up. I was, like, cranking. Mm. And uh, my CD release party was March 11th, 2020. Ah. Literally, like, like five days before lockdown started. Uh, yeah. So the timing was just, wow, crazy. Uh, after all that work, you know, but even though I, even though I had to like really find, find the, the silver lining of how that all went down, I think I'm still trying to find the silver lining, to be honest with you. Um, I'm proud of the record, and I think that um, if people actually listen to it all the way through, um, you know, you could hear the love and the, the, the uh, you know, all the hard work that was put into the recording process. So, yeah, that's, uh-huh. that's, awesome. how, it, that's how it rolled out. So what is natural? So we're going to play that so you can give us a little intro to that song. Sure. So um, natural state is a reflection of, you know, in, in this particular case, I was talking about my own personal journey, trying, you know, grappling with this idea that, um, you know, we are our own worst enemies in a way, mm-hmm. like the way we think or maybe 
getting stuck in our brains and, you know, the circles, the way we, we think sometimes in circles instead of um, just clearing all that out and seeing that, like, the world is, like, our oyster, right? Like, there's so much potential and opportunity just to get out of your own way mm. and realize that, like, it is also a benevolent world. When, when you're a good person, mm-hmm. you know, aside from, like, random crazy shit that happens to people when you're a good person and you give love and you treat people with love and respect generally that comes back you know the universe reflects us yeah and and that's really what you know when i say natural state it's like that is the natural state that is the natural state of how the the laws of the universe work and um and i i call it in the song a natural state of grace because I'm sure you've heard that expression, the yeah. state of grace. Um, but it's it it is just that is what we are when we're born into this world. You know, it's just this this um, purity and this innocence, and you know, society conditions us, and our environment, you know, kind of impacts the way our brains get formed and the way we view the world, but. You know, perspective is a matter of our our early exposure and and then the things we get exposed to as we get older. And so, but if you wipe all that away, you know, and you just see like what is what is the universe at its core and its, its essence, like you know, I come back to that natural state of grace. Mm. Yeah. Beautifully said. So we're going to listen to the song now. We're going to hear a word from our sponsor. Hold on one second. Hi, this is Nikki Chris, and I host a podcast called Mixin' It. Mixin' It focuses on women in the music, entertainment, and the performing arts. Our goal is to provide an avenue for industry veterans and up-and-coming artists, musicians, engineers, and producers to showcase their talent. Listen to Mixin' It on Monday Music Madness at 8 p.m. Eastern on the Sim Radio Network. Feel caught in that. 
That was phenomenal. You know what? I could listen to that on repeat. Please do. Thank you. Can <laughs> <laughs> I stream it, damn it? Um, no, I will. I do that. My friend Nikki Chris is on Partners with and Sisters in Music. I've played her song for an hour straight because I really like the song, but I, I, I do that. I, especially if I really love a song, I can play it past the hour. So I'm going to do that. It's really groovy. I love the la, da, 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 da. love it. Oh my god! You have Yay! Idea. Thank you. you it's definitely a mood. Oh yeah, <laughs> uh, fantastic. Um, what advice would you give someone wanting to pursue a career similar to yours? <laughs> well, are you are you meaning like a solo singer songwriter career? Yeah. Um, well, one thing that I've learned over time as someone who, you know, came up in a generation where, you know, I I was I was growing up in the eighties and the nineties and um before cell phones existed, you know. Right. And tablets and lap you know, I mean there were laptops, but like you know email list. I started an email list when I was in college, you know, and I didn't realize it back then, but like those emails and the relationships that you form through every show that you do, mm-hmm. from the very first show you ever do, up until you quote unquote make it or, you know, just decide to like just go all in. You know? Right build your email list and keep those relationships close to you because even nowadays, you know, well, especially nowadays, independent music has much more opportunity to, to provide you with a sustainable income. Mm-hmm. There's so many different ways that you can make music as an independent artist, but one of the best ways to do that is through um, getting your fan base to support you. Uh, whether right. that's buying your merch or um, subscribing to your Patreon or whatever it is, um, building your email list and really realizing that that is your most valuable asset as an independent artist. And even if you get signed, you know, and you're with a label for five years, if you get dropped from that label or if you decide to walk from that label, you know, you still want to have the ability to have direct access to your fan base. Right. Um, so you can communicate with them and send them special offers and send them, you know, behind the scenes stuff and engage them. So that, that would be my biggest piece of advice is don't underestimate the power of growing your email list. It's super critical and, um, and your fans will be happy to be supportive of you on your journey. You know? That's so true. That's so um, what are the best resources that have helped you along the way besides the list? Um, well, in terms of resources, I mean, there's so many different things out there in terms of like, 
coaches and mentors and articles and blogs and magazines and, you know, there are so many things out there. But in terms of, like, what kind of resources are you asking? Like, are you talking about websites? Are you talking about... It could be like, any that you that you think. It could be a particular website. It could be um, a particular person. It could be a company. It could be a journal that you bought um, or the particular mic that you bought, whatever you think it is. Okay. Um, well, something that I've really been getting into this last year um, mm-hmm. is using um, my tablet to download charts for cover songs mm. and then just like convert them onto my tablet so that I could download any chart right. and like start learning a cover song in literally 30 seconds where, yeah. you know, it used to be, it didn't used to be that easy, you know, and now right. it is. And I love that because it's like, boom, it's like, Oh, I want to learn this song. I just look it up and convert it into a chart and then boom, it's on my tablet. Um, and super convenient, super convenient. I love being able to do that. Um, I also have worked with different um, agencies over time, and, um, you know, not all agencies are the same. Um, and there's a lot of mentors and coaches out there that will sell you, like, $1,000 courses. Yeah. Not all of those courses are the same. Let me tell you, I've taken a lot of courses, and, I wish I had saved my money on many of them, to be honest with you. Um, But I I will say this. One of my favorite mentors who I think is is the most prolific, honest, Mm -hmm. and offering the most value to independent artists in terms of um, mentorship and, and like, uh, information on how to to do it yourself. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, is a guy named, his name is Damien Keyes. He's British. He's from the UK. And he has a um, a new online music business academy mm. called um, DK, DKMBA. I found him through YouTube. I was researching okay. some stuff, and he popped up, and I was like, who's this character? You know, he's got this, like, thick Cockney accent, and he talks a million miles a second. And... Um, but he's brilliant and he's on his game. Like he is following every single change in the music industry as it happens in real time. And he shares it with you. So if, if you want the low down every day, you know, just check his, check his uh, socials. But um, his, his courses are extremely in depth. And instead of charging a thousand dollars a course, like a lot of uh, other mentors out there, will do. Mm-hmm. Um, he charges 20 bucks a month for like 50 courses. Oh, wow. So, That's good. That's very good. Yeah, it, it, I'm exaggerating. It's more like 30 courses, but it is 30 courses. And it's on like all of these different things. So how to use Facebook and Instagram ads, you know, how to um, grow your, grow your fan base and just, but very practical, actionable steps. Mm-hmm. Not like, you know, not like this, uh, um, you know, fluffy, <laughs> fluffy general advice that a right. lot of people will give and then be like, okay, now pay me, you know. Um, 
he's legit. He's the most legit coach I've ever seen, to be honest with you. And I've seen them all. <laughs> uh, no. Um, well, I have to look into that because it seems reasonable. And you're getting a lot, you're getting a bang for your buck. So um, I think that's awesome. I would thank you for that. Um, so we're going to play Radiant Light. Tell me what that is about. So Radiant Light is, um, that's a fun one. I was um, I was on this adventure a while back, and I had gone to the Middle East to um, really just follow my bliss and kind of explore my roots. Um, my family, I have roots in Israel, and, um, you know, I wanted to go there and learn mm. about my family history. Right. And... Um, I went there and I was invited to this camping festival with my friend and I was all ready to go. And then she got very sick. So I was, um, I had to make a choice whether I should not go at all or go by myself. And I was like, look, you know, I'm out here in the middle of like, I'm on an adventure. So I'm going, (laughs) so I went by myself and I did feel a bit lonely and like not really sure what I was doing there. I didn't know anybody. And I went, it was the desert, so I, I went to get some water from the uh, the well. And and I came across this person who changed my life. He changed my life, and we're friends to this day. And, you know, at the time, I thought it was a romantic connection, which right. is what the song expresses. But it was really just a really long-standing deep friendship where you know he opened he opened my world and and introduced me to so many people who became some of my closest friends so you know people come into your life for a reason and you might think it's one thing and it's really another but to this day I'm just so grateful that I met him and um yeah special special soul and this is radiant light Hold on one second. We're going to play it. My body was thirsty. I went looking for water. On that dry desert road, I found you. You took me to me, your friend and her daughter. The moment was pure and beautiful, too. We sat in a circle, you offered me tea. I politely Thank you No milk for me Then we played the guitar And sang so sweetly In the radiant light We were free In the radiant
Was it all just a daydream? I asked in my mind As I sat on the airplane Leaving illusions behind me In my hand was your number I just couldn't believe They were all my lucky numbers 318 
what is the one common myth about you know being an artist that you you would want to debunk? What is it you know? Because so many people think, oh, you know, you're gonna be an artist, you're gonna oh, you're gonna be a star, you're gonna be a star. But that's not exactly how it. <laughs> yeah. Well, one thing I would like to debunk is this common this more common um, reality that has become kind of mainstream culture mm-hmm. is that music should be free, you know, um, because it's not a, it, because unless it's in a, a CD or, or vinyl or mm-hmm. even now going back to cassette tape packages, there's the digital streaming has really hurt a lot of musicians ability to make a living. Yep. And, aside from those who are, you know, streaming in the millions and millions for the smaller artists, um, it's essentially just like giving away your music because they pay you like 0.00027 cents per stream. Um, and the, the streaming companies, I mean, this is a very common, you know, Mm. conversation that happens. Um, is that people just think like, Oh, you know, you should just give your music away for free people don't realize how much listeners, you know, unless they're real music fans, real, like, you know, people who care and do their research and, like, go deep in the music, the amount of investment that it takes to work on your craft, right, purchase right. your instruments, um, the time investment, right? You know, you're not just born playing. Some people are just born playing or singing awesome, but there's also like hours and hours and hours of work. And, you know, they say like to become really great or to master anything, you need to put 10,000 hours in. And if you think about that, 10,000 hours as a musician, mm-hmm. um, you know, it's a lot. Um, yeah. And then, um, you know, on top of, if it, let's say you go to school or you take lessons or, right. you know, any, anyway, the bottom line is this, it's like, being a musician is as much of a craft as any other trade right. and it should be treated that same way and musicians should be paid fairly for the work that they do and there shouldn't be this um, attitude that like music should be free. Oh. And so I'd like to debunk that because I, I just believe that musicians should be put on the same playing field with other craftspeople. Mm-hmm. And, I, I, and people of other trades, like like a mechanic, you know what I'm saying, or a doctor. <laughs> Music is know, medicine. It's medicine for the soul. I mean, it's a different skill set, for sure. Right. <laughs> but you're probably listening to music every single day, but you're not necessarily going to the doctor every single day. So, you know, it's really about where you place value. And um, I think also culture, different cultures place different value on music. So, um, Yeah. That's something I, I feel strongly about. Um, and I'm right behind you. Um, because I know when I first started out, people would say, well, you know, you want to give one for free. I said, the song is 99 cents. How, why do you want me? <laughs> it's, it's, it's basically free already. Why do you want me to give that away? And why can't somebody pay for it? You know, it's, it's interesting. If you look at the world, what people will actually pay for, um, like I like Starbucks. I don't drink coffee, but I'll get the passion tea lemonade, and that's about mm, four dollars and seventy-two cents. 
If I can't buy a friend's single or somebody's music that I like for $1.29 or $0.99, there's truly something wrong with me. I truly believe that. You know, it's just a dollar twenty. I think it's dollar twenty nine now. It's just ridiculous to me. One, you know, one pet peeve for me. Also, you know, people always say, "Oh, buy my music, buy my music." And I always, sometimes I go back to the people. I say, "I want you really think about this. Really think about this." When I would put my single out, did you buy it? <laughs> and then you know, it's crickets. You don't hear anything. So when you're asking people to buy your music. Just remember, and especially if you're asking other artists to buy your music, take time and pause. Did you buy their music? Because, and then people get mad at you, and it's just like, really? Why are you getting mad at me? Where was your support when, and you, you don't even have to purchase mine. You can just share it. There are so many different ways to be extremely supportive. You could just share it, tell your friends. Tell, even if you don't like it, you could tell somebody that may like it. There's so many different ways, and there's so many different free ways that people can share our artistry. It takes a lot of money and time to market ourselves, you know, to have publicists, managers, if you have the money for that. Um, And if you don't, you're basically doing it all by yourself, and you're spending hours and hours on top of hours. And most of us have day jobs trying to do this music thing because we want to do it full time. So. I, I agree with you 100%. Um, yeah, the whole music-free thing, that's, that's got to go right out the door. Uh, what is a quote that you live by? A quote that I live by? Hmm. Yes. Henry David Thoreau, a brilliant writer, he wrote, if there is anything to be changed in this world, then it can only happen through music. Mm. I believe that music is so powerful, more powerful than people even realize. And it can change the fabric of, of our consciousness. It can change society, culture, perspective. Um, It can even change your cellular structure. Yep. And I I just feel like that that's a quote that I definitely live by. I love it. Um who are the three people who have been the most influential to you? Mm. <laughs> the most influential okay well I mean that's a big question because it's like influential how right like like in terms of music in terms of life in terms of direction in terms of life life in terms of life okay I'm gonna start with um my husband is definitely has been a huge influence on me learning how to slow down and chill out because <laughs> I tend to be someone who just goes and 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 um, he's like yo where you going <laughs> relax so um, he's been great for me in that way that we balance each other out which is I think the best you can ask for in a relationship is when you balance each other out and you compliment each other um quirks um and and 
Yeah, so definitely my husband has been wonderful. His name's Abraham, and he is he is the light of my life. Thank God. Um, another influential person on me would have been um, my foster mother. Okay. Her name is Honey, and her husband just passed away three days ago. My foster father, which is very very sad. He's in his eighties. Mm. And um, she was there for me at a time when no other adult in my life was uh, there for me. Okay. And uh, she she gave me a foundation that I would be a different person today if she hadn't stepped into my life when I was nine years old. Mm-hmm. So for sure, um, honey. <laughs> And uh, who else? Hmm. Who else has been a huge influence on me? Um, just thinking. Just thinking. You know, it's hard for me to say because I've traveled around the world a lot and people have come and gone in my life. And uh, I've had a lot of friends who've stayed with you know, over the years, you know, it's like it's really a measure of a true friend, like how how people stay in your life when you move all over the world, you right. know, um, and they're not just like living down the street from you or around the corner or whatever. So I do have some friends from childhood that have stick, stuck with me, um, but just thinking, um I do have this one friend who I met right when I was graduating college who inspired me so much because she's just a total fire starter, like someone who just doesn't take no for an answer in terms of being an activist, fighting for what she believes in and not backing down and being an organizer and a strategist and building her career not because of any desire to have power, but because of a desire to make a difference. And everyone who knows her know that knows that to be true about her. And she's been able to move mountains because of it. Uh, her name is Julia Walsh. Um, she's the founder of Frac Action, which is a national organization fighting fracking, mm-hmm. which is um, when they extract natural gas from the earth using lots of toxic chemicals. Um, she was in her junior year of college when I was graduating and, um, we ended up becoming really quick, fast friends and I helped her, um, run a campaign to take over our local government in upstate New York where I went to school. So Mm -hmm. she and two other friends of mine basically took over the mayor and trustee positions of the, of the board and, um, made international news twice in the first six months. Um, and, uh, yeah, she went on to start Frack Action, working with people like Mark Ruffalo and Natalie Merchant. And um, when uh, Donald Trump was inaugurated in 2017, the night before the election, she pulled together this insane, protest outside of Trump Tower in New York City where De Niro, Cher, Mark Ruffalo, Mike, Mike, uh, 
Mike, oh God, why am I forgetting his last name? The 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 filmmaker. Um, um you know who I'm talking about. Um, oh, on the tip of my tongue. <laughs> You know who I'm talking about with the baseball hat and the glasses. I can't yes, remember his name right now. I don't know why. But um, every single celebrity with a conscience was on that stage that night speaking, and it was the night before the Women's March in Washington, mm-hmm. D.C. And I was, I was there in New York City, then drove down to D.C. the next day, and it was, it was one of the most um, empowering experiences um, that I've ever had, but, you know, she and I have been friends going on. Wow. It's been a while. I don't want to say how, how long. <laughs> I'm not kidding. It's been, it's been a while, you know, more than 10 years of a friendship that I've seen her grow and uh, really make huge, significant impact. So very proud of her, very inspired by her. And I wrote a song for her called Julia, which um, you can hear on my, um, on my Spotify, um, a live version of me jamming on that song. Um, and I wrote that for her when she was running for the village board. It was kind of like her anthem okay. that uh, inspired her to keep going when, uh, when she was feeling, you know, kind of maybe a lack of confidence. Right. Um, but that was really the beginning for her of, um, stepping into a leadership position. So, yeah, she had also a major impact on my life because she got me involved with the Young General Assembly at the United Nations, which is what led to me doing all this peace work and producing concerts, which we talked about earlier. So, um, yeah, in in terms of influence, she was directly involved with that part of my life, Um, that path opening up for me. So, yeah. Uh, Julia and, Walsh. Julia Walsh. And the name was Michael Moore. <laughs> Michael Moore, thank you. I kept wanting to say Mike Myers, you know, from Wayne's World. But <laughs> like, it's not like that. Michael Moore. Yeah. I kept envisioning what you were envisioning the, the, the glasses, the hat. And I was like, I'm going to get this. I'm going to get this. Yes, I got it. Um, and the big McDonald's, the big McDonald's uh, milkshake. Exactly. Supersize me. <laughs> Supersize me. Supersize me. Well, yeah. oh my gosh, Aliza, it's been awesome having you. Oh my gosh, I love your music. I love your voice. I love the fact that you speak and sing your truth. You're truly an amazing woman. And I think a lot of female and male songwriters out there uh, will truly look up to you as a visionary. Um, because, you know, a lot, you know, to each his own with, you know, their own creativity and stuff like that. But I just like music that tells a story and that's deep and that's soulful and that can move you and that can heal you. And you've got it. You've got it. So I think that everybody out there needs to listen to you, listen to your music, stream it, buy it. Well, buy it more than stream it because you can buy it Um, and just embrace embrace your music because you you are it you are it and no matter where you are in life you will go far you'll go further than you've ever known i'm gonna stalk you um i'm gonna follow you i need to see everything that you're doing because my god um your honesty is just it's all inspiring it just is and 
it's the, and there, we need more artists like you, we just do in this world. And so it's been truly an honor for me to have you on Chatting with Nat. Um, thank you so, so much. I really appreciate it. Thank you. I really appreciate being here and thank you for all the great questions and thank you for, for um, giving a voice to women who speak their minds. And uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I appreciate you. Please stay in touch and, and, uh, and all the best to you and the team, Sisters in Music. It's awesome. Thanks. Yeah, I'll be. I have some ideas, so I'm gonna reach out to you. Let you know what I'm thinking. Um, you really should do a class on this stuff. Ah, I just love hmm. your music. This is fantastic. But I'll be reaching out to you. Thank you so much. I have you. I hope you have an awesome weekend and a great night. Thank you, darling. You too. And everybody have a wonderful weekend. Everybody tuning in. Stay safe. And. Uh, have a wonderful, wonderful night. Thank you. And that was award-winning singer, songwriter, Aliza. Love her. And thank you, everybody, for listening to Chat with Nat. Until next time. Chatting with Nat is a podcast for independent women seeking to speak their truth and to break down barriers. We host honest conversations that help to guide and empower women. Speak your truth and set yourself free. Let your voice be heard. Love your voice.